This is Robert Murdlachi, the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to this week in Canadian EdTech Mindshare TV World Teachers Day Special Edition. And joining me today, Ms. Zelia Capital Tavares, an educator from McMurk Public School of the TDSB, who was just honored as a Prime Minister Award winner for teaching excellence in STEM. She's a multi-award uh, winner, having won the Schools of the Future Challenge twice in the past, holds a master's degree from the University of Toronto, OISE, and is just such an inspiring teacher to be around. She happens to serve on the Mindshare Advisory Board uh, for the Mindshare Report. And Zelia, uh, congratulations. What, how, how did you hear about it? How does it make you feel? on this special day of the stars are aligned today. The stars are aligned. Well, happy World Teachers Day to everyone and to all education workers, because this is definitely, uh, it doesn't happen on its own and such value in everyone who has a part in um, the teaching profession. So grateful and happy day to all of you. Uh, this was, so I'm a little nervous. I'm going to be honest. Like it's, it's, a, it's a little, I'm in awe of um, the appreciation that I've received from the nomination team who put this together. So I was approached by educator uh, Victor Wong, uh, who teaches at, at George Rennie Secondary School. And he wanted to do something to honor, um, I guess, the support and the many things that I do as an educator, but more importantly, that we have done together and, that, and the work that I've been doing with other educators uh, within our district and beyond our district. He really just wanted to capture uh, what I do. And his words that he used in the nomination package really um, was, was warm and it was heartfelt. And, and, and I knew it was about me, but I was at the same time, wow, that, that's me. And he captured in a way of what I do as an educator, but really what many of us do as educators and highlighting the privilege of connecting with education workers, families, our students that we work with, the impact that we have in the learning and sharing, um, as well as all capturing the importance of partnerships and the community partnerships that help support and influence what we're doing in our class communities to make learning uh, relevant and, and, and attainable for many of our students. The student experience of your kids, and I'll use the business day example, mm -hmm where I've been an advisor and served on the panel to interview the kids for their various jobs. And we're talking grades four, five, and six in some cases. Uh, that project-based experience, creating essentially a startup company uh, over two months and the learning that happens in your showcase, it, it, it just, it is, it is um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is a, a, a life-changing experience for these kids. And you, you've had them come back and some have gone into business and studied business. And um, But it, this didn't happen overnight for you. You know, it takes a lot of confidence in the teacher and experience and mentorship, perhaps, to infuse some of the project-based, hands-on, experiential learning. Uh, and, and it's a different mindset, isn't it? It's really, you, you're... You're nurturing that that growth mindset and the problem-solving skills that we talk about. How, how did you get on this track? Who, who inspired you? Um, I, 
over the years. Uh, so I'm going into year 26 now. So, uh, and I'm still excited about what's going to happen this year and the years Amazing. to come. But early in my career, it was just listening and, and observing and um, having my own mentors, uh, Julia Carter, who's uh, an administrator, recently retired from the TDSB, you know, Kelvin Harrising, um, all these amazing educators who were my mentors. And what I learned from them was the importance of listening, the importance of um, taking their guidance uh, in what I wanted to do to me go down my path and knowing that my path would change based on the needs of the students that what I had available to me at the time, as well as like the biggest part is facilitation of discussions. And so as a mentor now uh, for other educators who see me as a mentor based on their words, like, you know, I believe in partnerships all the time. And I think there's so much value in facilitating those ongoing discussions and co-planning lessons and co-teaching whenever possible. Um, having a partner teacher. So Pamela Rambrand has been my partner teacher for over 20 years. And another amazing uh, educator colleague of yours who's Absolutely. won many awards. And uh, the value of having a teaching partner, regardless of what grade is, that you have someone as a soundboard to bounce off ideas and to really ask the question, well, why? And, and what, what it, you know, what are the smart goals based on that? Like, you know, is it going to, who's it supporting? And, and how's that going to develop? And how you, how's the student going to show what they have learned? And and does that you do for this student will it work for that student? If not, what do we need to do to support them? So that ongoing reflective learning and discussion to ensure that uh, we're doing what is based on the needs of who's in front of us today, because uh, it's very different from who was with us last school year. I love the fact that you're so transparent about the learning that's happening in action. You are sharing the learning in your class through social media. I presume that actually is strategic and serves as an assessment tool when you're doing your formative assessment that you you have it captured in a sense. It, it acts as an archive in many ways yeah. and it allows me to go back and see what, what we've been doing and where we've been doing it. And then if you were to go back, you know, a few years, you would see like, oh, this is happening early in the year. This happened later in the year. And that's all, again, based on circumstances uh, of our school environment, the global environment, the pandemic kicked in and it changed the way we were developing our lessons and, and supporting students. But more importantly, it's it's really just, you know, where they act and what can we bring in to facilitate the learning for them and giving them a voice and what they would like to see done. So there's some things that I, I may have done in previous years that I, I haven't touched in a while because it didn't meet what the needs or the interests of the students who are in front of me. And so always being prepared to adapt uh, so that we could support our target audience, which is our students. So you have the business day and there was a big uh, focus on STEM and that's what you were recognized for. Talk to me about the impact that it's made because we sponsor FIRST Robotics Team 1325 here at the Mindshare Workspace. And many of these kids go on to graduate, go to engineering school, are working for Apple and Tesla and Google. It's incredible when you uh, ex expose the kids to the tools that are relatable to uh, career opportunities. Really, it's and, about... Sorry. No, uh, and, and just relatable to real life learning skills that, that will serve them well. It's really about creating or curating learning experiences that foster the creativity and improve student learning and their outcomes. 
And so these experiences uh, tie in as much as we can, the equity lens, uh, connecting educators um, to work with our class. So if I find an educator is doing great things, I try to invite them in uh, virtually or in person to you know, co-teach or lead uh, lessons on how to use certain strategies, the tools, and develop ideas. And such tools that, you know, making makey, micro bits, using make code, scratch or links coding uh, for the students to explore or Minecraft, um, a tool that we've been using a lot, uh, especially with our Girls with Game Club uh, that's sponsored by Dell. But in all of these, what's happening is the students are developing agency while we're leveraging technology. And so we're diving deep into learning about uh, the global goals, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, as well as learning about the global competencies, you know, using the design thinking process as, as a framework to uh, look at uh, a challenge or an opportunity through an empathy lens and coming up with potential solutions and ideating and, and testing and going back and doing all that. So providing the time and the space for that thinking and questioning and creating and going back to the drawing board again and starting over again uh, in our spaces is so important for the students. And they really do value the time to engage in those discussions and to try things out. Thank you for that. I was going to ask you about agency. And when you give kids agency, they really thrive. And, and we've seen that through examples of the work and the showcases, the business showcases. I shared an article on social media yesterday, and it was research, scientific research about what works to help kids thrive. And parents coddling their kids or telling them how amazing they are is not what it's really about. It's about them doing the self-discovery and developing that inquire that problem solving mindset and 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 becoming resilient and and it's not an easy thing to do it's easier said than done mm -hmm. isn't it again it's it's ensuring that we're providing within our time we have so many responsibilities as an educator that we need to do and to cover and you know so that we report right. on effectively and with that you know, hanging over our heads, how do we still allow that time and space for creativity for them to try things and to work through their fails and rethink the pathway to go to head towards their goal um, or rethinking their goal if it needs to change uh, based on the information or the resources that we have available to us. And, and I think time is always the biggest uh, struggle and how do we manage yeah. that to ensure that they have that, it's more about them than us. And you talked about partnerships and it's a really a partnership. You know, it takes a digital village to raise a child in the 21st century, I like to say. And parents are as partners, you have industry as partners, and there are a number of stakeholders that really help round out the kids. And it's, you can't do it alone, whether it's parents or teachers, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a team sport, right? Raising a, a, a child is a team sport. Uh, and it's um, and and so I just wanted to focus on that and really emphasize the importance of parents understanding what you're teaching is something that they need to embrace as well to be consistent and help their kids as opposed to coddle them and tell them how amazing they are. Because when I was coaching, um, you know, in soccer or hockey and I, you know, parents had these rosy colored glasses and and thinking their kids were the best and why weren't they playing more or why weren't they on the first line or starting line you know so 
um, you know, I really value uh, the lens and the uh, agency you provide the kids. And it really, uh, I, I just have to ask you, when is the book coming? Because I think there's a book. And, you know, when I wish a book upon someone, they usually end up writing it. So how does that sound? And, you know, again, opportunities as they arise, we work towards them and, you know, based on what's going on, there's a possibility. Yeah, who knows? Absolutely. Now, uh, you might have an artifact to just share in terms of the STEM activities that the kids are embarking on. So and much fun, right? Like, you know, it's we started the year off, you know, diving right into what's design thinking and how do we uh, ask questions. And so they were presented with the challenge uh, of um, designing a um, art space of outdoors that brings uh, people together in an outdoor space in our neighborhood. So looking at a city block and how can we beautify that? We looked at different architectural uh, features within our city. What did we want to highlight? And then they had to take into consideration sustainability. Is it accessible? Um, and and the likelihood that, it, you know, could this be something we can actually do in our city? Now, in the whole process of the pathway using the design thinking process as the framework, uh, they used loose parts. So then they had to really think, how am I going to communicate these ideas using loose parts? And each year, you know, variations of this project, they always amaze, uh, again, provided the opportunities and the tools. So here's just one example. And I had, it's a picture. Yeah. And so this is their build. And what we did is we um, green screened the students into their design uh, for scale of their design and how they would, you know, build this in an outdoor space. And, and so what this space is, it's an outdoor game board uh, space. So the people could Brilliant. come together and they, you know, take the game board, leave a game board kind of this, uh, concept and um, a station where they can uh, purchase locally um, produced foods and snacks. Uh, they could sign up, the community could sign up for when they would like to sell theirs to anyone who would like to come by sit down, have something to eat, and play board games with a neighbor. And Fantastic. then it gets sealed up. And then, you know, overnight or during weathery days. But just an example of some of the creativity they're doing. And then well, they're using Flip. I'm going to finish. Flip. Flip. So yeah, cute. Yeah. They're using Flip to record their pitch that uh, of why their design needs to be commissioned uh, by the City of Toronto to uh, put together for our community here around uh, McMurray. That is awesome so brilliant. Is that? Yeah. that that is, you know, that's incredible, and it's, uh, you know, perhaps you'll have uh, some, uh, besides entrepreneurs, some city planners emerge out of your class, and if you want a guest speaker, my wife was a senior manager in planning for many years, so I'm sure I could twist her arm, even though she's city clerk now, but uh, I'm sure she'd love to talk to the kids about that career and what they do, and uh, it's a pretty cool gig. Um, and uh, so kudos to you for really, uh, you know, raising the bar and, and giving them some really cool things that, you know, how do they respond? How are they responding to you when, on some of these projects? What's the feedback like? So for many students, it's the um, uncertainty around um, what happens if I don't get it right the first time. And so it's just really unpacking what does that mean and why do we feel that we need to get it right the first time and, and the importance of like, we learn from our mistakes because now we know that that's one way we're not going to do it for this one. But we might use that mistake. It might be the 
as a potential solution for another challenge. And so, and valuing that learning that's happening in that. So uh, it is early in the year and we're building these um, opportunities for them to work through that you know, problem solving, critical thinking, and, and those feelings that come with that. So even this social emotional learning that uh, comes around how to work through our frustrations, how to work through the stresses, the good and, and the bad stresses that come from uh, not getting it right the first time or worrying about what other people are going to think about my design. And as they're working on their pitches, you could see the smiles on their faces. They're rehearsing before they go and record it because uh, they're quite proud of themselves now, like now that they've gone through this process. Right. Once, right? So yeah. as, as we continue to do this, that comfort level uh, will continue to Amazing. To and to be doing the podcasting and, and those sorts of activities saying, you know, I've been podcasting for 16 years and, you know, uh, had I started, you know, when I was in grade four or five, I would I would have been a lot further ahead. So kudos to you for giving them the agency to explore and learn, you know, the various tools to communicate and to storytell and and to be agents of uh, change uh, and problem solvers. So with that, I want to let you get home and I'm sure no doubt you'll be celebrating tonight and perhaps going out to dinner and being treated. You never know, right? I might be actually just going home to cooking. But uh, I do want to say again, happy World Teachers Day to everyone and to all the educators and the families who supported the nomination package and to the educators that I've worked with in recent years, like the hybrid teacher, digitally learners, uh, an amazing team that I had the, the privilege of being a part of, and educators here at uh, Merck Junior Public School, and the support here has always been tremendous. Uh, and yourself for the opportunity to share and your support over the years. I'm grateful to wow. you. And again, Victor Wong, thank you for uh, believing in me enough to put this nomination in and, and the privilege of being recognized as a regional winner. Uh, thank you. Congratulations again. And as a proud graduate of the Toronto District School Board, you make me very proud uh, of being part of that community. And uh, it will forever be etched in my mind and the impact that teachers made uh, on my uh learning journey and my career impact and, and influence by uh, has been uh, exponential. So with that, thank you again, uh, Celia Capoteo-Tavares, uh, educator at the McBurk Public School, recipient of the Prime Minister Award and uh, Teaching Excellence in STEM. Uh, my name is Robert Mardlachi, the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue and learn more about our upcoming Canadian Ad Tech Leadership Summit, October 19th and 20th in Montreal. It's not too late to register for either online or in person. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep.